Hey, welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast, the podcast with strong opinions about things that we may or may not know too much about. In order to broaden perspectives, one thing I don't know anything about is how to introduce this next awesome guest, because in a lot of my research, he's been introduced as different kinds of country music. His name is Garrett T. Caps, and I'm going to introduce him as a country recording music artist. I'm not sure if that's the right term. Garrett, what do you think? You've been introduced as Tex-Mex country, progressive country, alternative country, trouble country. Yeah, country. all those things work. Uh, you know, why not? I think I say, <laughs> I say all of it. Good. So it's cool. It's cool. If it's cool with you, it's cool with us. And hey, this is too hard to yeah. pass. We don't check facts. So good. <laughs> Let's sit back, buckle up. Let's go too hard, too fast. Boom. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. I like Austin, but I love saying it Welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast. My name is Garrett T. Caps. Let's rock. Let's drink some beer. The podcast of the century. All right. First off, right off the bat, first thing we want to know is, what are you drinking? I'm drinking water, and I'm drinking a um, kombucha. Kombucha. That gives you a little bit of a buzz, so that sounds right. It should. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to be cool. I heard... I heard that you're cool if you drink kombucha. I heard that's what they drink in Austin, though. Ooh. I'm going to Austin tonight. I'm getting ready. <laughs> you're getting oh, ready you for Austin. You have a show tonight? Yeah. I have a show tonight. Nice, nice. Well, thanks for doing this with nice. us before the show. Yeah, totally. Um, totally. So before we get started, uh, I want to know what kind of kombucha that is. And can you buy it in normal stores like a local H-E-B? Uh, it's some... It's if it's too Austin-y, it's too Austin-y. I got it from Central Market. It, I mean, no, I don't think you can get it at a normal this kind. It's in Austin. I think this is made in Austin. Fair uh, enough. It's not even worth talking about anymore, to be honest. All right, then um, I won't bring it back up. But in true San Antonio fashion, I brought uh, some San Antonio beer for us, or for me, because I'm over here. But I brought a five-pack. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Keeping it San Antonio. What kind is it? What kind is it? So I went to the store looking to see, like, what would match, like, you coming on being a country music singer. So I went with Viva. Yeah. Right San Antonio on. Brewery. Viva. Viva Los Muertos. And it's got this guy right here singing and dancing. So I feel like this totally goes with with Gary T. Caps. Hell you know, yeah. Born hey, in San Antonio. Like so what we usually do is we try to taste and do a review. And this is the first time. Well, actually, it's not the first time I started drinking it earlier. A um, little pre-gaming. <laughs> but it's a nice dark lager. And we try to do reviews from 1.0 to 2. I will give this a 1.68. It's really tasty. It's a good price. I will definitely buy this again. The alcohol content is 5.1. So it's a little low for too hard, too fast. but. It's good. Dark lager, you said. Dark. It's a dark uh, lager, yep. Dark lager, cool. Life of the party. 
Wormsers, what are you drinking? Well, well, let me just tell everyone right now, I'm at the armpit of Texas, what some call. I'm in El Paso, but it's my hometown, so I love it. Um, I couldn't get nothing local San Antonio, though, but I'm drinking my, my favorite Samuel Adams Oktoberfest uh, while nice. I still can. So that's right. So hey, and I just wear a mask uh, just out of courtesy. Once no one's wearing a mask, I just take it off. So that way I can <laughs> drink. Just for the funds. Sometimes you'll drink through <laughs> the mask, too. Good. Uh, <laughs> all right, San yeah, Antonio, born and raised, correct? Yeah, I'm so, uh, born born here. Yes. Nice. So one thing we ask is, what high school did you go to? You know, that's everybody from San Antonio. Oh, shoot. No. I know it's annoying. <laughs> that's I, right. I uh, I'm a suburban guy. I, I grew up on the north side. Um, I went to Reagan High School. Reagan <gasps> High School. Oh, dang, dude. Man, that yeah. sucks. No, I'm, no, just, I'm just kidding. We don't know. Totally. Don't know. Little, it's cool. well, a little more side gringo. You can, you can make fun of me for sure. Uh, <laughs> it's totally cool. Nah, man. We, don't, we're at, we just play around. We don't know. We're not from San Antonio originally, so yeah, we yeah, just yeah. know that people from San Antonio, that's the first question they ask when. Yeah, it's very true. Out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, same thing uh, from El Paso. We. We, we ask each other the same thing, too. So what got you into country music country or Tex-Mex country, progressive country? Uh, you know, it's definitely something you hear a lot of around Central Texas. A lot of different singer-songwriters uh, in and around San Antonio and the Hill Country and wherever else. And uh, I like was in really into all sorts of music growing up, but something about the Texas singer songwriters, Steve Earl, Robert O'Keen, whatever, uh, resonated with me when I was 18, 19 years old. So I've been trying to do that shit for, I'm still trying to do it. I'm still trying to do something like that. I don't know what it's turning into, uh, but I don't care that much anymore. I'm just trying to have a good time. So by well by you saying you don't care so much is like you just enjoy what you're doing and whatever happens like you're not trying to mold something you're just seeing what comes from it or yeah pretty much um, you know I, I do have I do care about writing songs that have, have emotional value but when I go on the internet to advertise something or to do anything on social media. I I think I realized recently that I'll, if, if it doesn't make me laugh because the internet is so ridiculously absurd and like being addicted to like Instagram and shit and what goes on on the internet is so weird that uh, if it's not, if I'm not doing something that makes myself laugh when I post something on the internet, then uh, I shouldn't be on, on it. <laughs> so you're saying if whatever your content is if you're not laughing at it you don't want to put it out yeah i mean it's like my internet joke it's like yeah. uh you know shameless self-promotion is not like i'm i'm pretty introverted so if i am gonna shamelessly self-promote myself uh i'm gonna try and make it i like funny shit so Fair enough. And I guess what I'm getting at here is uh, I, I think I'm drawn to country music because I've always, I grew up listening to rock and roll and not really caring that much about lyrics. 
but I've always wanted to be a songwriter because I felt like the music and stuff was relatable regionally, but like I've always wanted to try and express myself via lyrics because uh, it's a way of putting myself out there. Otherwise, I, I don't I don't say a whole lot to people um, in conversation that reveals vulnerable vulnerable characteristics about myself. Okay, okay, I can okay. I can. But see you don't reveal think... some to us. And I wear today, sunglasses. Though, right? I wear sunglasses like anytime I'm on camera. <laughs> hey, me too, bro. Me too. I feel like Worm can definitely. Um, oh, I think I should have introduced Worm. So his real name is Joaquin, but we call him Worm on the show. So when I say Worm, this, I'm talking about him. And I feel like you guys can definitely connect on this point because starting this podcast, I I told him I only want to do this if we somehow are able to help other people. Like I want it to be funny. I want to come on and have drinks and do all that, but not just for you know my own good. I want to be able to help somebody else in any shape or form, whatever way it comes. And with him, it was his pushback is, well, I have kind of like this feeling of like, don't like being on camera and I don't like sharing anything about me, but here he is. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. So I wear sunglasses and it just makes me feel protected. You know? <laughs> hey man, I'm glad I'm not the only one though. So no, I, a lot of people do it. Yeah. It's it's cool. Sunglasses make you look cool. Next step is uh, smoking cigarettes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Oh, I'm gonna man. start doing that, George. I'm gonna start doing that, dude. Well, it's a good now idea. I'm gonna take offense to it because I wear regular glasses and I cannot wear sunglasses because I refuse to pay for prescription sunglasses. <laughs> Unless I do the double thing, I, I should do like one of those weird. I don't have any ones, but get the double glasses on there. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I don't know, Garrett. I don't think it would be. <laughs> All right. Um, at what point did you realize that you had the talent for, you know, stringing the playing the strings and singing? Um, I'm a I've been a drummer my whole life, and uh, I really do like playing drums. But um, I mean, I am like music is everything I care about for the most part. Um, was that your first instrument the drums the drums i i'm like i'm trained traditionally trained playing the drums that's what i played when i was younger mm. i played in a bunch of rock and roll and and uh kind of heavy metal bands up until i was 23 24 i'm 30 almost 34 but uh i like composing music in my own way and i like playing guitar i feel like if you can play drums you can kind of uh, maybe hop on to any instrument. Like rhythm is a really important foundation for playing anything. So yeah. well, rhythm and coordination, right? Yeah. Well, I got so, neither of those. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm good at playing uh, your music on Spotify. Oh, all right. Thank you. <laughs> so, I'm good at that. <laughs> um, so speaking of your music, your album just came out. I love San Antonio. I love San Antonio. Yes. I love San Antonio. Just came out. You were going to have a party when it came out, but something happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a part owner of this bar, the Lonesome Rose on St. Mary's and Grayson. It's kind of like, it's been open for almost three years. I booked the bands there. We're, we book mostly like in 
independent country acts from the area, some touring bands. Um, and it's a small place. It used to be a place called the Phantom Room. Have you all ever been to the Phantom Room? I'm a, I don't I don't get out much, Garrett. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't go out much <laughs> either. I, I go to this place that I'm talking about, and then I go to wherever I'm playing shows. But uh, anyways, it's a small place. And, and you said uh, it was where? Where was it located? It's on Grayson and St. Mary's. Grayson, it's like on the Grayson, south, southern okay. part of the St. Mary's Strip. Like, it's basically not on the Strip, but it's on St. Mary's. Okay. What's the bar called again? It's called the Lonesome Roads. Lonesome Roads. Lonesome roads, nice. Or we're gonna have well, George, we gotta go, man. We yeah, gotta I gotta go. come hang out. Um, I was gonna do it there, and I mean, I made this whole record planning to do a release party there. Um, and I wrote all the songs with that in mind because last year we were barely open, and I wasn't playing shows, and I wanted to throw like a big party at my bar with an album that I wrote to do it and perform it at, and. Uh, I guess like a week or a week and a half before the show, I uh, realized that what I want the party to be, which was was shaping up to possibly be what I saw in my head, was like, we're a small place, 150 capacity. Like when you have 100 to 125, 130 people in there, it's like wall-to-wall packed. And that's cool. That's what I wanted it to be. But I realized that that is not like a fun scenario right now so i canceled it and yeah, i don't want it to be like I don't, it would look fun but it wouldn't feel fun to me and because it's kind of it could be dangerous or who fucking knows just everything's weird you know yeah and fair to say i mean you're talking about you know the pandemic and all that right or yeah i'm talking about the pandemic i mean we have bands at the lonesome rose and I haven't really canceled that many other shows, but this show in particular just didn't feel like the celebration I wanted it to be because of all the people that were going to show up. And, uh, yeah, I called it off. I rescheduled it to next week at a bigger venue that has, like, an open-air atmosphere. Well, when this is coming out, it's going to be the week of your party. So we can talk about it now. September 10th, Friday. Yeah. Your album Fiesta or album release Fiesta. Uh, is it the Paper Tiger? Yeah, it's a Paper Tiger. We're going to do it in the main room. Plenty of room to spread out. Uh, Mitch Webb and Madeline Victoria and Santiago Jimenez Jr. are all going to play. It's going to be free, cheap beer. Cheap beer. Uh, are you going to have the, are you going to, I'm assuming if Santiago is going to be there, you're going to do the song Margarita. Margarita. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh man, one of my favorites. I was literally, I should say that I was going down. I was like, what if he asked what is one of my favorites from his music? I don't know if he would or not, but one of my favorite songs from the album. And I was starting to write down songs and I was like, oh fuck, I'm writing every single song down on here. <laughs> so, but uh, Margarita, it kind of like, it threw me off because I was, I, I should say that when I first saw you, since we talked about the pandemic, when I first saw you was my first concert since everything shut down. Uh-huh. Um, and I went, my sister invited me to go watch Randy Rogers and wait. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And so I nice. came out and that's, I was doing this whole like sober break. So I was like completely sober and 
and everybody around me was drinking and I was yeah, like, totally. cool. like uh, whatever, it's cool. But I was getting like this anxiety of just so many people, uh, but not even worried about, you know, this whole pandemic stuff. Like I, I wasn't like thinking about that. It was just like, dang, I haven't been surrounded by people like this in a while. Yeah. So yeah, then you start playing do. and I was like, whoa, I've never heard this guy. This is good. I like it. And I was getting into it. And then you play this one song, uh, Born in San Antonio. Or San Antonio uh-huh. again. See, I messed it up again. Yeah. Born in San Antonio. I was born in San Antonio. I guess that's why I'm a pinch at Gringo. I was born in San Antonio. And um, at the end, you just start like going off with different like Mexican dishes. Here and I go, I go, what the fuck? Man, I miss this. This is exactly what I missed. I missed good music around people that are just having a badass time. And so I was like, I need to figure out who this guy is and listen That's awesome, to him. Yeah, I'm glad you were there. And those were I played three shows with Randy Rogers and Wade Bowen that weekend. And uh floor show. That was the one you're at, right? Yeah, the one at Floors. That was at the one at Floors. That was definitely the best of the three all the way around. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've had that song, Born in San Antonio, or San Antone. I don't even know. I <laughs> see, I got you. Uh, <laughs> I wrote it like five or six years ago. Five but, or six. Uh, it's definitely evolved, and it doesn't seem to get old around here, but uh, – I've played it all over the world, and I think people I, – I mean, I, I say all over the world. I, I've done some tours in Europe, and it's always uh, a crowd pleaser. Oh, really? And, even – even because that's one of the things I wanted to know if anybody – if you get any pushback since, you know, you also have the, the – I like Austin, but I love San Antonio. Uh-huh. Um, so – I'm sure people from Austin give you a little bit of pushback because, you know, we are, we do have that rivalry between, you know, on I-35, who's better, who's that, who has the better top. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> in reality, like I have a, so many musicians, music, musical friends and just friends that live in or around Austin. It's like my other home base. So that's kind of like the, the reason I wrote the song <laughs> because uh, I mean the alt country or indie country scene or whatever you want to fucking call it in Austin is like the only kind, it's like one of the only big scenes in like the whole world. So I, for, for that kind of thing, for something kind of like what I do. So I've, I've, I've been traveling up there for four or five years um, and playing shows with bands, like-minded bands. It's kind of how my bar, The Lonesome Rose, came to fruition because all those bands started asking me to play down here. But what happened was when I wrote Born in San Antonio, I didn't really want to ever think of – I wasn't really gigging that much outside of San Antonio, but I knew that when I left San Antonio to play a show, I probably didn't want to play that song because it felt like – uh something only people from around here would like. But as I started playing it outside of town, that's when things started really changing for me in some ways. 
and the song took on a whole new meaning because it seems like uh seems like people like hearing other people being passionate about where they're from and uh also san the word like san and tone in particular like saying it like that is used like immensely in country music like it's probably one of the most talked about cities in all of country music. Um, older country music in particular, you know, like Johnny Cash, his famous song where he talks about Santone. But uh, there aren't that many people that, you know, that are playing country music that are from here that talk about it a lot. So I became the Santonio San guy. And it's, it's kind of like ridiculous, but I kind of just own it. And uh, it's like all my songs on Spotify, all, my most popular songs, I'll say San Antonio and then I'm like, shit, I am the San Antonio guy. But uh, that's not that's bad. A, I mean, you know, people okay. from San Antonio will really love to uh, promote their own people. Like they really, you know, they, they go ride or die for the people that are bringing up the community. Yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, I love that. I mean, I love San Antonio, so all is cool. <laughs> well, see, my connection for here in San Antonio, when I was growing up, I, I am from border town, Eagle Pass. And the most I ever saw from San Antonio was either field trips from school uh -huh. or as we drove past it on I-35 to go to Austin. Because my, my grandparents lived in Austin. So I did a lot of growing up in Austin. So I have a like a, and now people from San Antonio give me a lot of grief for why I have so much love for Austin. Uh -huh. I'm like, well, I, I, you know, I grew up there. I spend a lot of my, you know, my youth there, but it is a lot different from what I remember it. And also I true, I truly do love San Antonio as well now that I live here. So I was, when I was listening to your music and, uh, uh, Austin, the Austin San Antonio one. I was like, dang, I wonder, but if anybody really like, I mean, that rivalry, you know, the song itself, it uses like kind of the Doug. Y'all know about Doug Som, Texas Tornadoes. He's like the Doug Som was like Texas Tornadoes. I, I sounds familiar, but Doug Som is like San Antonio's uh, big kind of rock star guy like he had a band in the 60s called the sir douglas quintet they had a hit um called she's about a mover and his career he turned into like this he moved to san francisco was part of the whole grateful dead scene and shit like that and then like he kind of moved back to san antonio but started going up to austin all the time this was in the 70s because that's when austin kind of turned into the austin that we hear about like the country yeah. hippie, the hipster stuff, the college hipster. town mecca, yeah, um, that has outgrown itself at this point. But he was kind of like that. My song, I like Austin, but I love San Antonio. Like the verses are pretty much based on like how he he was like one of the coolest guys around, a rock star of some kind. He would always rep San Antonio, but he'd go up to Austin. Cause that's where all like, you know, it's kind of like a branch of the San Francisco scene at the time, 
but he'd come back to San Antonio where like no one gives a shit about counterculture and you can't smoke weed <laughs> like anywhere, but like there's a charm about like the down home South Texas historical culture that this city has. And uh, that's what that song's about. Plus it's also about kind of driving it in that like Austin it has outgrown itself unless you have a shitload of money. You can't afford to live there anymore. All my friends that are creatives and musicians have had to move to Lockhart or Buda or yep. San Marcos or some of them are even yeah. moving here. Like the, the pandemic was the nail in the coffin for a lot of them. Shitload of people moved to San Antonio in the last year and a half. Um, but up until then, San Antonio was kind of like that sleepy city that uh, people in Austin like, you know, vacation to on a weekend or something. Yeah, even though we do have like a huge city vibe, like everything does seem a little slower. Like you can still take your time with stuff. And I don't know what part of town y'all y'all live in. In the uh, west side, Puro Hueso, true west, cool. right so, in the heart. <laughs> right on, west of downtown. Have you yeah. been to Jaime's place? A place called Jaime's place. Yes, yes. I was I I was there not too long ago. Um, and met up with the owner. He's so cool. I mean, yeah, he's a nice guy. Uh, but I mean, I guess like it's crazy the city's so big because, uh, I mean, population wise and otherwise, because I mean, kind of like what you're saying, I feel like the greater downtown area, like anywhere within five miles of maybe three miles of downtown is like its own city and then everything else is is like the rest of San Antonio or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. When I when I come back to town I never really leave outside of Loop 410. And uh when I do go on tours which are few and far between these days for many different reasons uh San Antonio's very relaxed place to come back to feels like a small town. Um, in the downtown, greater downtown area, I feel like yeah. where a lot of creatives live. I would say. Ah, so that's why I don't live too far from that. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> where was I going with this though? Oh, back to the margarita though, the margarita song. Um, you know, I kind of thought I knew what your your song theme or your sound was kind of was going at when I, when I first heard you at the concert. And so when your album came out and I started listening to it, boom, right up. Number two, Margarita comes on. I was like, Whoa, am I still listening to Garrett? What is going on here? So, and then, so that I just, I, I, the fin, I finished the album and then all of a sudden it turns into this like ambient sounds. And uh-huh. I look at it, it's like, it's still Garrett. So what is going on? Oh, what's the, what's for, um, I do want to say, first off, before going into the ambient sounds, uh, that Margarita Santiago, that song is amazing. And I think that's what I was trying to get at before we went through everything else. So I don't Have you heard say- the, like, there, there's a bunch of different other versions of that song. Have you heard them? No, well, I don't think so. I, like, Little I Joe La Familia. So it's like, it's a Santiago Jimenez song. Um, Santiago Jimenez Jr. is... And Flaco Jimenez or Santiago Jimenez's sons that 
The, the primary, most well-known sons that play accordion, Canhuto accordion, and that is one of their father's songs. Santiago Jimenez Jr. wanted to do Margarita, Margarita, because there is a Little Joe version that has some country music flair to it, like a steel guitar or something. And there's a Little Joe version as with that has a bilingual chorus. That's why, uh, that's why Santiago wanted to do it. So, yeah, you'll have to check out the, the Little Joe Ela Familia version of that song is pretty well known. Like a lot of people know that song because of him. Okay. So, uh, and I I do I should say though well the thing is my wife makes fun of uh, uh, about this all the time. I love all kinds of music, and I'll listen to everything, and I'll jam out like I'll truly like I'll drive a certain song to like the very end, and but I can never remember lyrics. I can never remember who actually sings it unless it's like I constantly hear it over and over and I can I drill that name into my head. But I grew up on, you know, George Strait country, um, you know, that the old school, like Hank Williams, Jr. I grew up on that. And then I also grew up with the Hano music. Oh, nice. Um, So, you know, when you say some names, I'll remember some names. But I'll tell you this embarrassing story. I was I was invited in my college days to a barbecue at uh, Michael Salgado's house. I don't know if you know who Michael Salgado is, but um, he's a, I don't. Oh. He's, a, he's a huge Tejano singer, and uh-huh. I was a big it's, fan. It sounds very familiar, but yeah. Una cruz de madera. Not really I'm not even, I don't know why I'm trying to sing. I'm not even a singer. Uh, everybody just shut off their stuff at this point. Um, so anyways, I'm going at his house. I'm a huge fan and I can't believe I'm there and I'm talking to him and he's telling me uh, about a song. I'm like, you sing that song. That's one of my favorite songs. I didn't know you were the singer. And so that's like completely embarrassed. I'm trying to impress this guy and completely like spaced on the fact that he sang one of my favorite songs. And so when you name people, I'll probably be like, I don't know, even though I probably do know them somehow. That's all right. It happens. Uh, I'm like that with everything else besides music shit and <laughs> jazz. I don't know jazz people or classical composers very well, but uh, I do know my music trivia to an extent more than any other sort of historical <laughs> information. Well, if my wife was here, she would totally say that I've completely like messed up a lot of your lyrics as I'm trying to sing while driving and she's like good. that's not even what he's saying good. George. Like, that's good just, leave me alone <laughs> i'm just trying to enjoy uh so what's the what's up with the the ambient sounds like I, I know it's like a remix from an other album that you have but what made you want to go with ambient sounds hey 2h2fers we're going to take a pause here with the conversation with garrett t caps again remember go check out his album i love san antonio that's his new one but check out the rest the rest are awesome too um yes i really like all right all night go check it out it's good uh continue come back thursday we're going to continue talking to him we're gonna get really into the conversation of country music and what 
the shift it's turning into, I get a little involved in that conversation. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe too involved. too involved. Maybe I little get too angry about it. But with not about that, you, bro. It's about the guest. Not mm-hmm. about me. It's not about me. And it's not about me because you know what? His album release party is September 10th. So if you're watching this on Tuesday and before September 10th, go check it out. It's here in San Antonio, Paper Tiger. Check it out. Worm, I think it's frozen again. But Worm, what do you got to say? Go too hard, too fast at the Lonesome Rose on St. Mary's in San Antonio. Guaranteed caps. Remember, it's going to be you. It's going to be weird. Bye. It's done.